What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Friday Wrap Up. On this show we wrap the week up with fun facts, teachable moments and resources you can use to live a long, healthy, happy, entertaining life. Entertaining. We are the entertainment. Exactly. Um, So, fun fact this week isn't really a fact, I guess you could say. It's more of a story um, that happened to us, but we had a post deleted off Facebook. Our first one ever. Mm. I feel like we pretty we stick to the guidelines, stick within the lines. Try not to be too controversial. <laughs> I'm sure it happens to people quite often. I know mm. it happens to people quite often because usually they voice it. Yeah. Like I posted this and the stupid algorithm or the stupid whatever platform it is deleted it. Mm. How crazy is that? But essentially, uh, I write up like a little blurb about the podcast so that I can post it on socials and it's like the description on YouTube and Spotify, and I think two weeks ago, two weeks, yeah, we did a podcast episode on digital health and how to break up with your phone. I'm pretty sure it was called. Um, so I did a blurb about that episode, pretty much just saying how everyone's addicted to their phones and social media is just you're paying with your attention, kind yeah. of. Um, and it got deleted, and I got like a warning saying. This is a warning. Be careful what you post. Um, this goes against our guidelines. And I, I, it wasn't like I specifically said Instagram or Facebook or whatever is bad for your brain or anything like that. I was just saying like being attached to your device mm. is not the best for your health. How they control you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we didn't post it anywhere else. So YouTube had the same description. I put the same description on LinkedIn. As oh, well. okay, yeah. And nothing? That's fine? Spotify. It's Spotify, on every, yeah. like, pocket cast. All so it's the, funny how it's just Facebook. Facebook, I don't know if I actually posted that one to I Instagram. I didn't post it to Instagram. We should post it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch out for that post. Um, so, yeah, it's just funny. And I feel like it starts up the conversation of, you know, what social media is these days. I feel like Facebook and Instagram are really starting to struggle. Um, if you look at their stock, I guess you could say that's a good indicator on how they're going. For the first time, Facebook actually had a decline in users oh, in the really? last six months. Yeah. Where's so everyone going to TikTok and Twitter? I uh, don't know. Don't know. I don't know how much of a decline or anything it was, but it just shows reflects in the stock prices as well. Um, so it just goes to show that you know how much because. It is tip to say that Facebook and Instagram are the most um, mediated social media okay. platforms. Yeah, I said that too. Um, so you can, so it's just the popularity starting to go because people starting to realise how we can't say what they want to say. Yeah, and Elon Musk just bought Twitter, so everyone's going to go to Twitter. He wants to keep it a free speech platform and not mediate anything. So basically can say what you want which it's i guess you know that's is how it is it should be like you know well i mean yeah but i feel like there's always been like back a few years ago before there was social media what what there was like online forums i guess Mm. and they someone would always end up coming along and mediating them and then people would like abandon them yeah and then even before that there would be like protests and speeches and groups and stuff like that, mm. but they would still get mediated. So I feel like it's just the fact that so many people can say so many things, so there's a lot more stuff to get mediated that it's a bigger deal. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like there's never been a time when we can say, people can say controversial things and it not like make some sort of backlash rise. It's just that everyone can see it now. Yeah. It's not behind closed doors so yeah. much. And I feel like, yeah, you go back even 10, 20 years and the media control pretty much everything you've seen. Yeah. They well, still do. Well, well they, they're trying on to. On TV, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a funny point of view and a funny thing to see what's going to happen, I guess, in the next sort of couple of years with social media. Yeah. Um, all right. So teachable moments. What do you got? Okay. Well, I don't really know if it's a teachable moment. Maybe. Yeah, okay, I'm going to say it is, <laughs> and it's my resource too. Um, so, first week back at uni after the holidays was this week, and one of the topics, I guess, or one of the papers that my lecturer was talking about was by these guys, Roger and Milkman. It's a 2016 paper, so it's fairly new, had a big sample size, which is good, that's a good thing. Um, but essentially... It was testing to see if reminders through association will result in greater follow-through on intention. What do you okay, mean? so I'm going to explain. Okay. <laughs> so, um, in the study, there was the participants like came in and they did a task, and they were told that some of them were told that they will see an elephant statue on their way out and that elephant statue is their reminder to drop a paperclip in the little box if they want to donate money to charity. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, but that's their reminder. And then the other group was just said, if you want to donate to charity, drop a paperclip on your way out. So one group had the elephants, told the elephant statue would be there and that would just be a reminder to them to do it and the other group had nothing. Um, but apart from that, they did everything else the same. And the group that had the reminder of the elephant statue, 74% of people followed through. Whereas the people who didn't have the reminder, they just said, drop a paperclip on your way out. Only 42% of people followed through. Yeah. Right. So that's a massive difference. Yeah. Like 72% of people following through even is pretty high. Yeah. And they did, the people themselves didn't have to do anything actively. It was just that they were told the elephant was a reminder. So it reminded them. Mm. So I guess what I'm trying to say is just exposure to any kind of reminder you can use to increase, to change your intentions or your actions. Yeah. And I guess now, like linking it back to nutrition and fitness, you can set things, weird things there as a reminder. Like I feel like um, the old put your active wear out on your bed or on the couch That's is a exactly reminder. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, but even just like having post-its on your fridge, like do 10 squats before you open up the fridge. Yeah. Like just simple things like that, giving yourself little reminders of things you should be doing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, so I thought that was quite, I guess, why is it teachable? I feel like I forgot. <laughs> I forgot well, I, to use things. Yeah. Because like we used to, I used to do it constantly. Yeah. Like I used to have post-its everywhere around the house, even in the fridge. So like when I'd get the milk out, there was a post-it on it and mm. I'd have to take it off when we ran out of the milk and I'd either write a new one or stick it back on there but even the fact that it's just it was just a random the elephant has nothing to do with the charity or money or anything like that it was just this elephant means donate money yeah <laughs> they just made that link themselves they just made it up and we're constantly talking about habits on this show yeah. on all our shows and how you need to sort of build habits to achieve Be the things you want no matter what it is so that is a really good hack to use yeah 
um, you know, when you're trying to build a habit, think about the habit you want. What cues do you need to actually, you know, initiate that habit and do that habit and leave those cues around the house and they'll remind you to do it. Yeah. So. That's cool. And I guess I think I can link the paper. I'm not sure if you'll actually be able to have public access to it or not, but I'll see if I can find a public access version of it. Yep. And you could read even just the abstract and get a bit of a more of an idea of awesome. how it happened. So make sure you hit the show notes link below to check that one out. Um, cool. Done. Yeah. What's yours this week? So what do you think is the main conversation we've had with clients oh, this God. week about movement? Running? Yeah. Associated with running, but knee pain oh, would yeah. be the probably the biggest topic we've had this week. Um, again, this has come up with a couple of different clients. Um, last week, I was actually filling in for a friend in a gym and had access to a whole lot more clients. So like instead of the normal amount I have, it probably tripled yep. in that week. So it just gives me an opportunity to sort of see how people move, people's ideas around pain and all like all that sort of stuff. And sort of question comes up, should you squat below parallel with your knees and your hips and all that sort of stuff when you're squatting yep. and when you have knee pain or even if you don't have knee pain and i strongly recommend that everybody does so basically what i say to everybody is put your knee any joint this goes for any joint put your joints through as much range as possible but keep controlled movements so pain usually comes from some sort of instability or unbalance or something like that. So if you can put your knee through as much range as possible, squat all the way to the ground, all the way up with good control, um, good technique, you're going to build strength. So your knee's going to be a whole lot stronger. But then like, you know, your ankle's going to be stronger and your hip's going to be stronger. So that supports your knee as well. Um, so it's just a good conversation to have. And if you are exercising and you do get some sort of pain, Again, knee pain is just the most common one, I feel like. Yeah. It happens the most. Um, you're, you're exercising wrong and you should sort of sort of take a bit of a look into what you're doing because the pain can be a start to like a degeneration of the joint and that sort of stuff. So... Well, I feel like also, not just have we spoken about knee pain a lot this week, but like people who are getting knee operations, like... Mm. I feel like every third person we speak to is getting one or knows someone that's getting a knee reconstruction, which just blows my mind. Yeah. So, and that lady is a perfect example. So this lady's selling her house because her knees are too sore to walk up her driveway. Which is a very steep incline, but still. Yeah. It, but you, as a human, you should be able to walk up an incline. Yeah. No matter what age. That's just a human skill that you should just, that just should be a thing you should be able to do no matter what. Um, and like, yeah, she's going to get a good price for a house and all that sort of stuff. But like I said to Mac, like she could spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars on a good PT and a good program, have strong as fuck knees for the rest of her life and not have to move. Yeah. Because her house is, is, is across the road from the beach. It's in prime a location. prime location and she's going to move to, you know, I wouldn't say it's as good spot, but um, yeah, just actually dedicating yourself and working on your knees and your strength and all that sort of stuff and she'll never have to move and yeah. she can walk up a driveway 
And a lot of the time it's like, oh, but the surgeon said or the doctor said I need to get operated on. And I'm not saying that you don't. And sometimes it is necessary to get operated on your knees. And, you know, I don't know everybody's story. So yeah. obviously this is a general advice. But just remember, a surgeon doesn't get paid unless they operate. Yeah. So that just let that sink in for a bit. And, you know, obviously they're going to say, yeah, operate because then they get paid if they only did a quarter of the amount of operations that they're doing, they're going to get paid a whole lot less. Yeah. Um, it also is funny how many people that have come to, like you, to work with you, I guess, have said that their physio has told them never go below parallel when squatting. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like you wouldn't not bend your elbow or your arm all the way up to touch your face. Like you never keep your arms straight because like you don't want to put it in full flexion because you've got elbow pain yeah yeah and that's and that's the thing like a gym should be a controlled space where you can perform movements to the full range possible safely safely and if you're not and if it's if the gym's not that space then you shouldn't be at that gym or you shouldn't be doing that type of exercise because um out, like if you're only squatting to halfway down because you get knee pain and all that sort of stuff, what happens outside the gym when you go out and you need to pick something up off the ground and you accidentally go below your hips with yeah. your knees, that sort of stuff? Um, you're going to sort of get some pain. So you've got to do those controlled, safe movements in the gym under load so you get strong in those positions. So when you're out in life, if shit happens and you've got to sort of lean down, bend down in awkward positions, you don't get injured. Yeah. So for a physio to say that, again, I, th- I think that's just a cop-out. Um, I'm sure there's probably physios out there that's going to disagree with me, but I feel like that's just a massive cop-out of, you know, she'll be right, just do these exercises yeah. and I'll see you in a month. Just don't go where it hurts. Yeah. And then, like, you know, what happens in life? They go and they go into that range and they hurt themselves and go back to the physio. Yeah. They get paid again. Um, so my free resource is... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, <laughs> you know, my thing, but check out my free resource. I've done a mobility program. I've had several people go through it. They've increased their mobility, their hip, knee, ankle, like it's a lower body mobility thing. Um, so in the show notes, there's a sample there. If you like it, you can just do that. Uh, Is this the two-week mobility guide? Yeah. Uh, it's actually going out in today's email. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Make sure you, if you're not on our mailing list, make sure you are. Um, you can literally just do that two weeks over and over again until your knees feel better. Yeah, because every time you do it, you'll get further. You'll have more mobility. Yeah. So you don't even need to pay for the program. You can just do those two weeks consistently, get yeah. better at the movements. It's not about doing the movements as fast and as um, heavy as possible. It's about doing the movements to perfection. Quality. Quality. If you can perfect those movements, you don't need to pay for anyone. Yeah. You just need to dedicate yourself to perfecting those movements and you'll have strong knees, hips and ankles. Um, so that is in the show notes. So make sure you hit the link below for that one. Um, I will also link um, the beginner guide for movement that sort of goes exercises for beginners, I should say. It sort of goes in the same area as that. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, fixing mobility and stuff, but there's a lot of good info in there to help you get your head around what you need to do to increase your joint strength i should say yeah cool cool Cool. (laughs) done um well 
If, but again, if you're not on that mailing list, make sure you, you get on that mailing list because Mac and I are actually building something quite exciting at the moment. And it's gonna be... Still top secret, don't say too much. Still top secret, but the people on our mailing list will get first access to it. Yeah. Um, just for a test run, I guess you'd say. And I'm just, we don't send junk and we don't send spam, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's so much, um, ugh, a mailing list, you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like we send one email to remind you about the podcast on Monday and mm -hmm. one email on Friday, which usually has something free and a little bit of word vomit from me. <laughs> yeah. So if you like our content and you're liking these shows, make sure you're on the mailing list and I'll leave it there. All right, thanks again for tuning in. Have a good weekend and we'll see you again on Monday. Yep.